Hello everybody and welcome back to the Mental Health in the Built Environment podcast for episode number three. I'm your host Caroline Stevenson and today we're talking about environmental exposures. Think of the city you live in, the air you breathe, and the chemicals that you come in contact with. Now think of stories that you've heard in the news of dangerous exposures like Flint, Michigan water crisis when lead leached from the pipes into the city's water supply. Have you ever considered the role that the environmental exposures like chemicals, toxins, sounds, and allergens might have on mental health? Currently, this is really not a robust area of research, and one striking fact that astounds me is the lack of research pertaining to compounds called endocrine disruptors. Endocrine disruptors are naturally occurring or man-made substances that interfere with hormones, and they're found in so many products that we use every day like makeup, cleaners, plastic bottles, even some foods. And there's growing understanding of the role that hormones may play in some mental health disorders, yet little to no research on the link between endocrine disrupting compounds and mental health outcomes. But a more well-studied environmental exposure can be found in arsenic toxicity around the world that's caused by contaminated groundwater. Arsenic poisoning leaves its victims with lesions and skin markings that lead some of them to be ostracized by their communities for fear of being contagious, even though they're not sick due to any infectious agent, but rather a heavy metal. Apart from being a visible manifestation of arsenic poisoning, significantly higher levels of depression have been reported as well as restlessness, insufficient sleep, drowsiness, weakness among people who have been affected by arsenic poisoning. But across the board, one large study that looked at common mental health outcomes from people with arsenic exposure noted that depression was most often reported. It's becoming more clear that environmental exposures due to toxicants and chemicals have the potential to influence mental health And we're all exposed through the products that we come in contact with every single day, as well as the food we eat or the water we drink. I think it's time that researchers catch up and begin to examine associations on a larger scale. If you're familiar with Superfund sites, these are sites all across the United States that have been abandoned and they are hazardous waste sites and they are set for cleanup. There's a ranking list of top priority to um, not the top priority, even though they're still very important to clean up, for order of cleanup. And there are national funds that are given to clean these sites up, but government reports show that living near, working, or going to school near a Superfund site may potentially have negative health effects. And Superfund sites have been linked to adverse health effects, which includes mental health outcomes. So poor mental health outcomes are reported as a result of environmental exposures, yet we're really not seeing a great impact in the research that's being produced about this topic. I've left you with a few examples of how Environmental exposures have been linked to mental health outcomes like arsenic across the world and groundwater and potentially endocrine disruptors. But there's no doubt that acute events such as the Flint, Michigan water crisis and many, many others throughout the United States and throughout the world definitely have an impact on people who are affected by them 
whether that's chronic stress, anxiety, and resulting trauma. But I'll wrap up today's episode with some hope for change to our approach to this topic. A potential area for improvement lies within increasing the authority of the EPA and to update provisions of legislation like the Toxic Substances Control Act, known as TSCA, to stress the importance of examining chemicals for their potential to negatively influence mental health and population health studies well before we allow them to be used in manufacturing and sold on the market. Now, that would be no easy feat to accomplish. However, that's one area that may make an impact. Now, thank you for listening to Episode 3 of Mental Health in the Built Environment. That's all we have for you today. Next up, you'll hear from Mary about policy.